Welcome everyone to Resurrection Life Church in Cadillac, Michigan. Thank you for joining us today. We're so glad to have you with us, and we pray that you encounter God's goodness through the message today. Gave my heart to the Lord and walking with God and didn't know what to do. Somebody said, well, just start reading the New Testament, right? I was like, okay, so I went right to Matthew. And in the book of Matthew, it starts with family. Matthew 1.1, the book of the generation of Jesus Christ, the son of God, the son of, A- son of David, the son of Abraham. And then for 16 more verses, God gives an account of the family of Jesus and his ancestry. By the way, most of us just skip those verses. Too boring, right? Too long. What's the point? Well, what's the point? Family is important to God. That, that, that's the reason why it's there. When God spoke to Abraham, he didn't say, I'm just going to bless you, Abe. He said this in Genesis 22, 17 through 18. He says, I will surely bless you and make your descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky and as the sand of the seashore. Your descendants will take possession of the cities of their enemies. And through your offspring... All nations on earth will be blessed because you have obeyed me. And that is what God promises to all who follow him. A blessing through the bloodline. Your family. See, I don't want you to look back and wonder what could have been. I want you to see the potential that lies ahead. I want you to reach for the blessings that await you and your family and your grandchildren Amen? Because when you change your story, you change theirs. So I'm a first-generation pastor, and I grew up in dysfunction. I I came out of trouble and abuse, and we were not a family that followed God. And statistically, I should not be standing in front of you today sharing the word of God. We know there's now common knowledge, you know, uh, in, in, in scientific proof, which says that people who grew up in certain conditions are likely to create those conditions in the future. For example, children in abusive households are more likely to become abusive. Uh, this is just proof. Those parents who abuse alcohol and drugs are more likely to abuse them now. You get the point, but here's the deal. But for me and my family, it stopped. Jesus changed all of that. And Jesus, listen, will do the same for anyone who wants to change their story. So first, I want to give you a picture of the possibilities and a picture of God's promises for you and the ones that you love. Here's, I love reading this. Uh, Deuteronomy 28, 1 through 14 says, if you fully obey the Lord your God and carefully keep all his commands, this is the Old Testament, but I'll, I'll explain later, that I'm giving you today, the Lord your God will set you high above all the nations of the world. You will experience all these blessings As you obey the Lord your God, your towns and your fields will be blessed. Your children and your crops will be blessed. The offspring of your herds and flocks will be blessed. Your fruit baskets and breadboards will be blessed. Wherever you go and whatever you do, you'll be blessed. The Lord will conquer your enemies when they attack you. They will attack you from one direction, but they will scatter from you in seven The Lord will guarantee a blessing on everything you do and will fill your storehouses with grain. The Lord, your God, will bless you in the land he's giving you. If you obey the commands of the Lord your God and walk in his ways, the Lord will establish you as his holy people as he swore he would do. 
then all the nations of the world will see that you are a people claimed by the Lord and they'll stand in awe of you. They will, the Lord will give you prosperity in the land. He swore to your ancestors to give you blessing you with many children, numerous livestock and abundant crops. The Lord will send rain at the proper time from his rich treasury in the heavens and will bless all the work you do. You will lend to many nations, but you'll never have to need to borrow from them. If you listen to these commands of the Lord your God that I'm giving you today, if you carefully obey them, the Lord will make you the head and not the tail, and you will always be on top and never at the bottom. You must not turn away from any of these commands I'm giving you today, nor follow other gods and worship them. Woo. Now, I love it that Jesus made it very simple. Because <laughs> when they said, Lord, what do we do? What's the work that we need to do? He goes, the only work I want you to do is believe in me. Believe in Jesus. This is where the, all of everything flows from, from Jesus, the doorway, right? Thank God we're not under that law anymore. And now everything flows through Jesus. Isn't that great? Well, that sounds too good to be true. Listen, it's true and it's really, really good. And it is God's heart for you and your family to give you life and life abundantly. And I wish I could just pray this over you, speak this into you, and see the blessings immediately appear. I wish. No, it requires a decision. Remember, the theme of the series is to make the most important decision that yields the most profound result. So how does one see these blessings unfold? How does God write the next chapters of your life? Two words today. Trust and obey. Say trust and obey. Trust and obey. Ooh. If you want the best for you and your family and the future, simply trust and obey. These are the nuts and bolts to changing your story. Trust and obey are the chisel, the hammer, the shovel that God uses to dig deep and fortify our faith. There's this popular hymn with the same title. You may have heard it if you grew up in church. I didn't. But it goes trust and obey. Trust and obey, for there's no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey. Now, I, I didn't grow up in church, and I, I, I can't even sing that song because I heard songs like this. Under pressure, pressing down on me, which led, led to, and I ran, I ran so far away. I'm doing the 80s dance. Which ultimately led to, here I go again on my own. Which then led to, I did it my way. A little bit of Frank Sinatra for you 50s and 60s. <laughs> Listen, those are the songs that shaped my life. They shaped my life. But when I gave my life, I surrendered everything to Jesus and learned trust and obey, the blessings of God opened up for me and my family. And this old hymn proved true. Trust and obey. Trust and obey, for there's no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey. If you want to move out of the old chapter of life and start a new one, trust and obey will get you there. Now, we could spend weeks alone on this subject, but today I hope to give you a firm push in the right direction. Start here, trust. Say trust. That was the main word, as, as Meg mentioned, uh, for, at our, our, at our um, vision retreat. We got away, and this word popped up a couple times uh, for, for this church, for our lives. 
And um, I, I'm just believing that everything we do is going to filter through these two verses in Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. It says, trust in the Lord with all of your hearts and lean not on your own understanding. In all of your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths or your steps. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Is that even possible? Well, apparently it is. Otherwise, God would have never said it. Statistics say that 75% of Americans consider themselves Christians. Is that really true? Are we really trusting God? So what does it mean and what does it look like to truly trust in the Lord? So trust is defined or description of it. What it looks like is to be secure and fear nothing. I love that. To be secure and fear nothing. To be hopeful and confident means. It also means to have peace. That's a description of trust. But how do you get it? And how do you live it? Great question. If you dig a little deeper, you'll find the answer. The Hebrew word, which, which um, uh, if you've ever studied the, the Hebrew in any way, um, the Hebrew word is, is beautiful. It's like a, it, it, it gives you a picture. So you kind of crack it open and it gives you a description of that word. Well, the description of the word trust means to run often to God. Run often to God. That's how we're going to start. That's what trust means. It's simply the practice of not leaning on myself, but running to God, going to God. I, I wish I heard and learned that as a young person. I fell into so much trouble in life simply because I did not go to God. I ran to so many other things, but definitely not God. And I leaned on my own understanding what I found out is humans or we people want to know before we trust. But that's not how it works with God, right? He says, trust before you know. Trust before you know. He says, trust when you don't understand. Trust me on the mountaintop and in the valley, Dan. When we trust God with all of our hearts, we leave absolutely no room for doubt. And the more we trust God, run to him, the less we are preoccupied with our worry. I've noticed that. Trust to run to God. And trusting God first, listen, is simply believing that he loves you. That he's good and he has the power to help you because he wants to help you and he will help you. The truth is, I won't run to someone I don't trust, but I found out that I can trust God. I can trust God. David wrote this in Psalm 143.8. He says, let me hear your unfailing love each morning for I'm trusting you. Show me where to walk, for I give myself to you. At its very core, really trusting is believing. And we know as Christians, we're called believers. But many times, frankly speaking, we can look like unbelieving believers. Trusting God with some things, but not everything. Running to him sometimes, giving him part of our heart, not the whole. See, as believers, God's goal for us is to practice trust and get really good at it. Look at what Jesus says about this in John 15, 5. Yes, I'm the vine, 
and you are the branches. Sometimes we have that the other way around. No, 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 I'm the vine, right, God? No, 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 no. He's the vine. We're the little branches. Those who remain in me or trust in me, and I in them, will produce much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. Nothing. Or maybe nothing that really matters in the end. See, I found out that God uses ordinary people trusting him to do extraordinary things. And I would rather be an ordinary person trusting God step by step rather than an extremely gifted person trying to do it on my own. I feel like singing Patti LaBelle on my own, but I'm not going to. I can't get that, that, in that register. Remember, Noah, an ordinary man trusting God, built the ark. But it was a group of professionals that built the Titanic. <laughs> Thank you for that. <laughs> play by play, Maria. No. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's great. Uh, truth, listen, we need to lean on him for help with everything. You guys, everything. Everything in our lives. Is that, is it, listen, everything. Trust in the Lord with all of your hearts, right? Run to him with everything. Truth be told, I have trust issues at times. But what I've learned more and more is I have a father I can trust. I really do trust God completely. I do. Because I know he'll never reject me. He'll always accept me. He will never turn me away. God is always, his position is always this for, with me. If I'm messed up, if I'm broken or dirty or whatever it is, God, he says, come here, I'll take care of you. That's, that, that's his position. That, that, that's what he looks like every time. He's perfect in all his ways because he is a good, good father. Look at Psalm 1830. As for God, his way is perfect. The word of the Lord is proven, and he's a shield. He'll protect all those who trust in him or run to him. Listen, people aren't perfect, but God is. And you and I have a father we can trust and follow for the rest of our lives. Listen, he's batting a 1,000. He's never missed a game-winning shot. He scores every single time. He's perfect. And when we put trust into practice. Listen, God promises to bring his results. As a matter of fact, there are hundreds of God results when we truly trust him, when we run to him. Question today is, will we choose to run to God first before rushing to anything else? See, choosing to trust God or trust in the Lord with all of our heart will literally open the floodgates of blessings to you and your family. The floodgates of Deuteronomy 28 that we just read, 1 through 14. Okay, that's trust. And I, I know that it's trust that leads to obedience. So we'd say trust and obey. Say obey. 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 Sounds like something you say to your dog. Or your kids when they're younger. <laughs> or even your spouse sometimes, maybe. <laughs> I'm sure we would like to. Emily has somehow trained me to obey. I, I don't know how she's done this in certain areas. 
So obviously, you know this, I, I don't drink coffee, probably should, but she drinks coffee, loves her, loves her coffee. And uh, usually I, I'll get up early, I'm just kind of get in a quiet place, pray, spend time with God. And then I, so I can hear her, when she starts getting up, she rustles around in the bathroom and I can hear it behind the wall. And that's my cue to get right up, get over to the hot water, get that thing going, put the, co- put the grounds in that little, what's it called, a compress? A French press, that fancy thing. Put it in there. Get it all ready for her when she comes out. And listen, I've done this so many times that it's like I'm shocked. You know, like I'm shocked right into it. Like she's trained me so well. And I guess it's biblical for a man to make coffee because there's a whole book called Hebrews. True. So I'm obeying the very word of God. Even when she doesn't say thank you. Um, <laughs> no, she's very thankful, I'm sure. Uh, see, obey. It's not what we necessarily like to hear, especially in a democracy, right? But it's a common word in a theocracy. See, when you gave your heart to Jesus, you and I entered a theocracy, a kingdom nation under one true king. See, there are many people who don't have a problem with Jesus being Savior, but have an issue calling him king. For what I read in the Bible, the Bible says that that the earth is the Lord's and everything in it, everything in it is God's, right? The ATV, the shotguns, whatever whatever you like to do, the, the, the house. Your children, your children are the Lord's. And, and we, we, we get to steward them, right, I guess, or, but they're ultimately God's. So, so now we learn, okay, Lord, how do I, how do I trust you and, and release my children to you? And that's a hard one. Come on, we, we know that's hard sometimes, but I'm telling you, they're, they're not mine. Like, God has no grandchildren, Right? He just has all children. Do you get that? But everything is his anyways. And many people have no problem calling Jesus Savior, but they do have a problem calling him Lord or King. But the generational blessings flow from this revelation understanding that Jesus is Lord over all. Over all. And I've, I've given you my sob story a couple times, but I'm just going to give it to you again really quick. But, but I, I just thought about this when, we were, when I'm thinking about the word obey. So we, uh, years ago, you know, I had this uh, 1989 Saab. Be- I love the Saabs because it, was, it has a timeless uh, um, look to it. And I just love that car. It was given to me by my sister who, was, who just got a new car. And I helped chop down a tree for her. And she gave me this car. And I loved it and was awesome. And I drove around town as a youth pastor in Ionia. And, and uh, I was proud of my car. And it was great. And um, on a Sunday, we had this young lady in our church. Her name was Miranda. She was blind, um, and, and she, she, but she had the most, she was probably the most spirit-filled person in our church. She just loved the Lord almost more than anybody. It was, it was incredible. Her, her uh, blindness did not hinder her at all from loving God with all of her heart, mind, soul, and strength. And one day she came, she goes, oh, man, I need a ride home because my mom's car broke down. Like, oh, yeah, okay, um, no, so-and-so can, can get you, can get you, give you a ride. And we'll be praying for you. 
you know, typical thing. And so as I'm leaving, I start feeling a little rumbling in my stomach, and it's not, it's not gas. It's, it's like God, I'm figuring it out. He starts speaking to me in my spirit, you know. And um, I'm like, what's that? So then um, that was Sunday, and then Wednesday youth group comes, and there she is again. And, and at, when, it, when youth group is done, she goes, I need a ride again. My mom's car, my mom still doesn't have a car. And all of a sudden I start hearing, give her the sob. I said, that's not God, that's the devil. Give her the sob. I, I'm like, that can't be, there's no way that's God. We have, we've got an old junkie van and we got this, my beautiful sob. You know, it's still 12-year-old sob, but I loved it. And, and, I said, and I said, that can't be. And I was like, we got her ride home. And as I'm driving home, I said, Lord, this is so strong. I'm hearing you say something to me. It's so strong that I, you need to confirm this one. And I said, um, and I said, if I, when I walk through that door, if Emily says something about this, this sob, that's it. Literally walk in the door. And the first thing Emily says is, do you think we should give Miranda's mom our car, our sob? Yeah. And that's why I call it the sob story. Because I'm like, <laughs> I, I'm like, I didn't even say anything to her. I went right upstairs. I went right upstairs to this box that had the, that had a, um, the, the title in it, signed it over. Went out, cleaned out my car, cleaned it up, said, Emily, pick me up at Miranda's house. We drove that car to Miranda's house. I've never met her mom before. I don't think she was a believer. I walk up, drive, pull the car in, walk up to her mom. I say, you probably don't know me. I'm your, your daughter's youth pastor. Here's the title of this car. It's yours. <gasps> Thank you. Take care. <laughs> we, just, we just drove off. And, uh, but I'll, I'll tell you something. I, I only say that to say... Um, I felt so good because I, I, obe I obeyed God. Now, 10 minutes later, I'm thinking, oh, man, we got one car, you know. But, but, but I felt such a freedom to be able to just be obedient to God when it didn't make a lot of sense to me, but I knew it was the Lord. And in a few moments, we're going to pray, and I want to give you a chance to hear something from the Lord and that you would say yes to him in just a few moments. So hang tight. See, it's only when we trust God first that we will desire to obey him, I've noticed. And obey isn't just an action word. This is what I want you to hear. At its very core, the word obey means to hear, which makes sense, perfect sense. How will I know what to do or how to do it if I don't hear it, obey and hear go hand in hand. I think sometimes we obey without hearing first. And I think it's critical that we hear from God, right? So it's how we started the chapter out in, in Deuteronomy 28. Here's another version. This is the version I want you to hear for this verse. It says, Deuteronomy 28, 1, it says, Now it shall come to pass if you diligently obey, what? The voice of the Lord. Obey the voice of the Lord. Of the Lord. Let me just encourage you today. You hear from God. Yes. Yes. Wait a minute, but I just started going to church. You hear from God, but I'm not even a Christian. You can hear from God, <laughs> all right? It helps to, to know Jesus. He, he guides you, but listen, you hear from God. I mean, Nebuchadnezzar heard from God. He wasn't even, he didn't know God, but God spoke to him. But now it's, it's trying to figure out his voice and get his voice, hearing his voice to figure out what to do, how to do it next. Amen? 
my sheep hear my voice. You hear from God. A lot of times it sounds like your own voice, right? But you're going to hear it right here, right here in your gut or your spirit, right? Not as much up here, but right here. So obey means to hear first before we do first. It's simple. When you go to God, God will speak and tell you what to do and how to do it, even when to do it, when we trust and obey. Remember, that's what he, that's what he told it. He said, Abraham, I'm just going to go to verse 18, Genesis 22, 18. And through your offspring, all nations on earth will be blessed because, verse 18, because you have obeyed me. Because, why? Because you've obeyed me. Because you heard me and then did something about it. And Jesus says, hey, John 14, 15, if you love me, you'll obey me. Right? Pretty simple. The truth has not changed and will never change. Obedience brings the blessings. And here's the other truth. Our obedience, our disobedience, I'm sorry, doesn't make much sense to Jesus. It doesn't make sense to him. Luke 6, 46, why do you keep calling me Lord, Lord, when you don't do what I say? He's like, it doesn't make sense. It, I don't, it doesn't compute. I don't understand this. See, as you take that step, as you make that decision, as you do what the, what the word already says, you, listen, you will be blessed. James 1, 23 through 25. Listen, this is great. For if you listen to the word, and don't obey. It is like glancing at your face in the mirror. You see yourself, walk away, and forget what you look like. But if you look carefully into the perfect law, into his word, read your Bible, that sets you free, Jesus, and if you do what it says and don't forget what you heard, then God will bless you for doing it. Trust and obey. Hey, if it says pray, then pray. If it says forgive, then forgive. If it says love your enemy, then start doing it. If it says read your Bible, then read your Bible. The blessings will unfold as you are obedient. God will bless you for doing it. Because he knows your obedience always activates his power. The power that works in you and around you. So let me finish with this scene. We'll give you a chance to... Just hear from the Lord for a moment. The scene was the Sea of Galilee. Simon and his crew had been fishing out all night, hadn't caught anything, doing it on their own. Jesus came up and told them, hey, go out to where it is deeper and throw your nets. That's another message in itself, right? He's challenging them, saying, hey, hey, you're not catching anything here. This is all you know. But, but let's go out to a place where you'll have to really truly trust me. A place where it's deeper. A place where you're not familiar with and even uncomfortable with, he says. Simon could have said, well, you have no experience, Jesus. You're just a carpenter. And I'm the fisherman. I know better, so don't tell me what to do. I'm sure we've never said that. Simon's response, look at Simon's response. Here we go was very simple. Luke 5, 5. Master, Simon replied. Ooh, I love he said master. We worked hard all last night and didn't catch a thing. And that's how many people feel right now. 
They're like, man, life is frustrating. I can't seem to get the blessings of God. That Matthew 28 is just not happening. And, but here's the key. But if you say so, I'll let the nets down again, Jesus. If you say so. Say it. Say it. If you say so. Now, if you're, if you're married, turn to your spouse and say, if you say so. <laughs> now, you just, you just said the most courageous, brave thing you can ever say in your life. If you say so, honey. So what happened? Because of his, if you say so moment, and his obedience, they hauled in the catch of a lifetime. If you read it, Read on, it says, to the point that both boats were so full of fish that they nearly sank. See, God has power just waiting for you, but it is unleashed and activated when you're willing to say, if you say so. Try it again, say, if you say so. Do you mean it? Say it again, say, if you say so. Say, if you say so, Lord. Okay, we're getting there. We're almost done. We're almost done. There's a gift for you on the other side of every act of obedience. I promise. And there's no formula for obey. Trust is the same every time. I'm just going to run to God. Trust is I run to God. But, but obey is different. Obey is, 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 there's no formula for obey. Because Jesus, to one, he said, stretch out your hand. To another, he says, let me spit in the dirt and put mud in your eyes. To another, he says, go wash in the river seven times or break a jar and blow a horn. Walk around a fortified city for seven days. There's no formula, but there's a gift every time, a blessing, God's power. Because there's a gift for you on the other side of every act of obedience. Obedience is always worthwhile. I've never regretted an act of obedience. Listen, I've resisted, but I've never regretted. And I have enough track record to know this. I have never flourished in disobedience. Never. It might have felt fun for a moment, but I'm telling you something, always came crashing down on me. Say, if you say so. Say, if you say so, Lord, because God wants to bless you through 3 John 2 as we finish. Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. That's God's heart for you. And the blessings that God has for you and your family are directly related to trust and obey. Is there a decision you need to make today? Maybe you're at the crossroads and, and you need God to speak to you. You've been trapped in the valley of indecision and God says enough is enough. Just say, if you say so, Lord. That's all he's waiting for. If you say so, Lord. If you say so, Lord. Amen. See, when you say that, God will speak to your next step. He'll speak to your next step. And by the way, it's probably something small because he usually says, be faithful and little. I'll make it rule over much. Don't worry about it. It's nothing, nothing big, usually. 
if you say so, Lord, if you say so, Lord, I'm telling you, God's got a boatload of blessings for you and I. Don't let fear cause you to be indecisive. Fear always paralyzes and causes indecision. Amen? Would you bow your heads? Because I just want to hear from the Lord for a minute. I want you to hear from your awesome, loving, heavenly Father regarding your situation, whatever you feel like you may need to make a decision in. God has a word for you. He wants to speak to you, show you something right now. And I know that, that, that maybe things around you aren't going well, but, but don't worry about it. God wants to speak to you. He'll take care of the rest. He wants to speak to your hearts. God, what do I do? What do you want me to say? What do you want, where do you want me to go, God? So Holy Spirit, we just give you this moment. Begin to speak to hearts right now, spirits right now. Someone here feels like shy or afraid to speak out what God is saying to you. And maybe there's a person that you know that you're supposed to speak to. Or maybe it's on social media that you feel like you're supposed to speak out something that God is saying. And you, you've been afraid. As you obey and you speak that thing that you've been hearing, then confidence will fill you. And God's power is going to take over. His voice will take over your voice. And then I heard fathers and sons. There's going to be a new level of closeness and a new level of trust between fathers and sons. As you are vulnerable and open and honest with each other. So just take that step of obedience. It can be scary to open your heart, especially to your child but that's going to yield a great harvest of trust and closeness. Yeah, I feel like in a marriage, there's the elephant in the room that like nobody can really talk about because of fear. It's fear that's been gripping this moment in, in a relationship or a marriage. And now there's just no conversation about really what God wants to do. And I just take authority over fear right now in Jesus' name. And I just, I take my rightful authority over that spirit of fear, trying to control that situation because there's actually a blessing that needs to come out of that, that moment, that tough time, that, that tough thing that we don't want to address or it's hard to address or we're afraid to. God, that I bind that spirit of fear I, I, and, and I pray that you would loose the power of your Holy Spirit and freedom to begin to have a, have a, um, a civil conversation, God, about that. And, and, and uh, Lord, you orchestrate it. Thank you, Lord, that you're going to orchestrate that. Don't worry, he'll orchestrate it. It'll come, it'll come at the right time. But just know that that spirit of fear is bound right now in Jesus' name. And now conversation can begin to move because it's what God wants to do, right? And he has it all good for you. It's good, good, good. He's for you. He's for you. And I also heard healing for a heart valve. 
Now, I don't know the step of obedience you need to take. I guess Jesus is sharing that with you. But I heard that he's going to heal that valve. Yeah. So I just speak that over you, whoever that is. We speak healing. We speak um, open. We command that heart valve to open in Jesus' name. And for any uh, blockages to be removed. Thank you, Lord. Yeah. Fear can block your way sometimes. So we just command fear to be removed. Yeah intimidation be removed in Jesus' name. Mm -hmm. Remove the blockages, Lord, in the heart, the spiritual heart, and also the physical heart in Jesus' name. Yeah, and one last thing as we're praying, um, the greatest decision you can make is to just offer your life to Jesus right now. Will you pray with me? Would you put your hand over your heart and just pray this prayer out loud? Say, Heavenly Father, today I declare Jesus as my Savior and my Lord, King of my life. My heart is yours. My life is yours. And Lord, I say, if you say so, I'll do it. Send me in Jesus' name. Amen, 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 amen. All right. Woo. Good, good. We're honored that you are with us today please connect with us because we want to get to know you. Head to our website, getreslife.org. That's G-E-T-R-E-S-L-I-F-E.org. And like us on Facebook, Resurrection Life Church Cadillac, for upcoming events and information and ways to connect. God bless you and have a beautiful week.